Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Okay, uh, <laughs> this is just a weird week this week. This truly is a weird week. It's a holiday week, and I hate holiday weeks. You know how I hate holiday weeks. Hi there, welcome to the Talking Real Money podcast, the video cast, the all-purpose cast. I'm Don McDonald, back in Florida again. I got here just in time for Tropical Storm Emma, which was a, you know, it's like a shower. People get freaked out about these storms. It's just... <laughs> It's stupid. Oh, the guys on weather on the TV just, oh, it could hit us. No, it didn't hit us. It, we would, it, by the way, here yeah. in beautiful Seattle, we would welcome some rain because it's been 23 days without it now. Oh, it's we're drenched down here. Just yeah, drenched. Send a little bit of it, you know, like north. And, and we've not had a temperature all summer that is anywhere near your, uh, your highs recently. Which was? I don't know, it's got 192? 108 <laughs> degrees. I mean, this is Seattle, close. Washington, 108. The temperate northwest, not so much. I think we had like 195 so far this summer. This is Florida. 195 degrees? No, just one day of oh, 95 okay. degrees. Yeah, but you have 90% humidity. So there's it is little... thick, yeah. Yeah. yeah, particularly after Emma drenched everything. Mm-hmm. Hi, again, welcome to the podcast. Don McDonald here. And over there in the uh, lovely Seattle office, Bellevue office, technically, is Tom Cock. Greetings. Star of stage, screen, and... Uh, <laughs> no, no, let's not go there. Yeah. It's been we, a long time. Let's just put it You haven't had way. a stage. Did you do stage work ever? Did you? Like- I did, actually, yeah, in high school. Were you any good? No. Okay, I didn't think so. Uh, <laughs> well, Hence the current occupation. Welcome back. Uh a lot of people, this is a huge, huge, huge belief in our society. And you can tell by looking at some of the popular investing podcasts, we're enamored with real estate. We all think that real estate is the path to vast riches, that that's the place to be investing. And we hear it from you all the time. You'll call us and go, I own three rental properties and, you know, and you know, as a business, I'm okay with real estate, but the reality of real estate as an investment is very different. Yeah. And bankrate.com issues a survey annually asking people which place is the best to invest for the next 10 years. A year ago, it was uh, people thought stocks were the best place to invest for the next 10 years. Now, 28%, almost a third of those surveyed say the best place to invest for the next 10 years is real estate. 25% said, try not to try to hold down your suppress your laughter here, cash. What? Cash. That's the best place to invest? For the next, t- we can even oh, okay. call it that. that. We, we call that, ladies and gentlemen, we call that market 
timing. Yeah, and 16% said stocks. Wow. 28% real estate, 25 and 16 for the next 10 years. Wow. So now, we don't know anything about which is going to be better. Let's no, just No, but we start can tell you what that. the numbers have been looking back for a long yeah, period of time. Yeah. Stocks, diversified portfolio, about 10%. By the way, if you own small, made about 12% a year, went back a long time, almost 100 years now of data. Mm-hmm. Real estate, mm-hmm. this is all real estate. So please don't call me and tell me, well, in Seattle, it makes 100% a year. It doesn't. Okay. It, it, it has been weird recently. lately, but yeah, mm-hmm. let's quit going to Zillow every day and looking up how much your home is worth. Okay. Oh my gosh. Mine yesterday went up $10,000 from yeah. one day to the next. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> excuse I, me? Quit doing that. Okay. Read the state. Mm-hmm. 4%. 4%. 4%. 3.7. 3.7, according to Kay Schiller. Make it easier. Yeah. Make it easier. Yeah. Bonds. Yeah. About 5%. Wow, Hard bonds beat because real bonds estate? Bonds aren't making any money today, Don. Bonds aren't, bonds aren't making any money. I got to get out of those bonds. Well, some bonds are. If you're in the high yield variety, you're getting still getting paid 7%. Just looked at a bond fund yesterday, which I do not recommend. Um, so, okay. So, let's just think about this. The next 10 years, as Don just mm-hmm. correctly pointed out, we don't know what will be the best place for the next 10 years. But let's break this down a little bit. Okay, real estate. For one thing, what has real estate done in terms of appreciation the last couple of years? Has it been well, average, above average, or below average? Um, let's see. Uh, way above. Way above. Way, way, so, way, 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 way. As a matter of fact, let me give you another crazy. number I just found. Because that number was like a 100-year number. If you look back to 1975, $100 invested in homes according to the Federal Housing Finance Agency, their home price index would have grown to about $500. Sounds like a lot. A $100 investment in the S&P 500 would have grown to more than three times that much. Yeah. So again, but real estate. But lately, it's been on a tear. It's been on a tear. So would you want to buy something that's been on a tear or buy the thing that's been a little less prepared? performing not quite as well. Anyway, that's one factor. Number well, no, two. but you see, the way people think, though, they yeah, don't think it never has end. been on a tear. It is on a tear. Yeah, right. You're exactly right. And that's the wrong way to think about any investment. What's happened has happened. The future is uncertain. We've stated this before, and I'll mention it again publicly. We believe, speaking for Don here, and I know I probably shouldn't, but I'm going to do it anyway, that real estate should be a lifestyle decision. Where you live, is where you want to live. You can afford. Um, Number two, as you get closer to retirement, those of you who have a temptation to take, oh, I don't know, $200,000, $300,000 and pay off your mortgage that you're only paying 2.8% for, that can be a mistake too because you're tying up your cash in ways you cannot use it in the future. Here's number three. You just mentioned this, Don. If you want to run this as a business, a small business where you own various properties, not a flipper, by mm-hmm. the way, but if you own various properties, you collect the rents, you're the, the landlord, et cetera. Sure. We're small business guys. We get that. We've been done, done a lot of different types of businesses. Some good. Some not, successful. Some, yeah, some, not, some not. not. It happens. But so, yeah, as a business, that's fine. But do not expect. Here's the part. Because I still see people doing this. Well, I'll just invest in real estate and it'll double in the next two or three years. Passively. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, that Which I love. Is unlikely that could it happen? Sure. You can wake up every day at Zillow and see if the price of your home has gone up by $10,000. Unlikely over the long haul, because remember, you got to find somebody who can afford it and willing to do that. That's Those are my thoughts on real estate. I'll give you a break to talk about it before we move on to cash, which I find totally fascinating. Well, no. And again, with real estate, we don't, we're not dissing real estate as an investment. We believe that a portion of your portfolio should be, and by the way, even in a good stock portfolio is invested in real estate. Uh, but we think real estate should be purchased the same way stock should be purchased, not one at a time, but in mass, in a diversified, broadly diversified mix of real estate, commercial, residential. And real estate investment trust mutual funds are available at Vanguard. They're available at dimensional funds, very fine, very diversified, and extremely low cost. So you can own all of those various properties and types of properties, you know, from malls, dare I say, to uh, apartments. To oh, you commercial mean future Amazon distribution centers? Exactly. The place yeah. where they're going to move goods in and out yeah. of. Uh, all of those things. And actually, they've had another good year this year, despite the slight uptick in interest rates. So, um, and generally, they have a tendency to be more sensitive to that. That should be part of a broad portfolio. And by the way, that should really probably be owned in your uh, qualified or like IRA type accounts. That's my feelings on real estate. How about cash? How about, How about cash as an investment for the next 10 years? Well, you might have noticed that I, I looked this up because I talked about it on a recent podcast. The average savings account today paying 0.14%. The highest rate I could find at bankrate.com was 0.7. That's for mm-hmm. a high yield savings account. The best CD rate I could find for two years, still less than. a year. So the only reason I would hold cash would be if I'm getting ready to buy something. Okay, that makes sense. Or if I just sold something, that makes sense. But then other than that, I have to use that one word like, really? Like the Mm -hmm. soccer players say to me after I call them for a foul, really? Yeah, really. Makes no sense. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. To those who say, Cash is a great investment. Cash is a great, wonderful investment if your goal is to actually lose money. If your goal is to, I I have no desire to make money. I just want to lose it. The best place, it's almost certain right now that you will lose money in cash because what's the rate of inflation right now? Over three. Yeah. So you're making less than one and the value of your money is declining by two, that, by anyone's calculation, is a guaranteed loss. And we like to call it losing money slowly. So it's not quickly. It's just slowly, slowly, slowly. So again, (sighs) to go back to my big picture thinking on those of you who say real estate, cash, and stocks in that order. Yeah, you're going to own a home if you want to. Again, if it's a lifestyle decision, where you want to be and you can afford it, especially in today's world where home prices are hard to get into, but interest rates are very, very low. That makes sense. Stocks and bonds, I would hold those. I'd move those to the top of the list for long-term investing to grow your money. Cash, 
only in the very, very short term and again, not as an investment. No way. And if you have a question, you can call us with it at 855-935-TALK or you can send it in at TalkingRealMoney.com, kind of like David did right here. Uh, The subject is individual companies versus index investing. Hello, gentlemen. Thanks for the time and effort you put into financial education. I appreciate the podcast. I listen to it regularly during my many hours on the road as a truck driver. My question is this. I know you are both strong proponents of index investing and understand why that is, the simplicity and uh, superior performance over trying to research and pick companies on your own. You often say on the podcast that the only reason a person might own individual stock in a company would be an attempt to beat the market or for specific tax advantage. The third reason I haven't heard you mention is that the person might not want to invest in every company that exists. I feel I fall into that category. I prefer to know the companies I invest in and to feel comfortable with the way in which I am earning profits. For example, I prefer not to invest in companies that profit from the sale of addictive substances or pornography. When I buy a market index, I have no control over that. I am wondering what you think of that idea. I have an itchy nose. Am I looking at it the wrong way? Currently, I do own a basket of individual securities that I handpick with various research aids to attempt to invest long-term in companies whose business model I agree with. I don't really care if I beat the market, but I've found that if I diversify enough, I can at least approximate the market while at the same time, I don't have to worry as much about investing where my, or worry about where my money is in, is being invested. Curious about your thoughts. I agree with your premise that it's unlikely to beat the market, but it gives me more peace of mind and I'm happy to accept added risk in the market if it means I have more control. Uh, well, okay. I believe now they do have exchange traded funds and mutual funds that are ESG that do eliminate or own far less of the companies you may find detrimental. That's number one. Number two, when you start getting into whatever your particular idiom is around picking stocks, right? Whether it's they do bad things to the environment, they're addictive drugs or whatever, there's still a subjectivity there that I worry about for anyone because we all come in with our biases. That's what I love about index or sort of more passive investing. That all goes out the window because you own the market. So anybody making decisions about why I'm going to pick company A over company B, that's still going to come into play. Number three is how many stocks can you really own when you do this on your own? And I honestly think that you would be better off, as Tom said, with with an ESG fund, because then you're getting a broadly diversified fund. And ESG funds uh, are environmental, social, and good governance. Those that's what the E and the S and the G stand for. So you'll get you won't get companies that sell addictive substances or pornography. Uh, you won't get companies that hurt the environment. Uh, so you're you're they're not going to be perfect. They may not match your everything about your personal opinions, but they're going to come closer to what you have stated and do it with a lot more diversification and a lot less work on your part. I think that's very well put. Again, you can own that style of portfolio. You can own almost any style of portfolio today with a lot more diversification probably more tax efficiency and much more ease 
because wow, picking each one of those stocks, that is going to be a lot of work. Thanks for listening to the podcast, and uh, we really appreciate you being there and sending in your questions. Again, you can send your questions in at TalkingRealMoney.com or call them in at 855-935-TALK, or you can spend a little time with one of our advisors, and we'll give you that time free, absolutely free, for nothing. You just go to VestStory.com, that's our advisory firm, and set up an appointment. And somebody will call you, set up a video chat or a phone chat to go over whatever it is you need a little help with, whether it's trying to get started on a plan or you're looking at your portfolio going, I don't know that I'm properly diversified and I don't even know what I paid for all this junk. We'll help you figure that out. And it's free. You won't get a sales pitch, right? He's nodding. Must be correct. Either that or he froze. (laughs) he's moving again all right thanks everybody for being a part of the podcast video cast all-purpose cast uh hope you're having a great week and we will talk to you again really soon as tom and i just sit around thinking about and talking real money talking real money that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.